whenever we have a topic of what's on our menu for the Seder, so obviously the most important food that we're going to eat is matzah. Matzah is the only mitzvah Seder, right? So that we're, we're, we are that we have when it comes to food in our times. There's no longer kachim, karbanais, truma. So the only mitzvah say on a specific food that we eat is matzah. So therefore people are very makbid and they will get specific type of matzah. They'll eat a lot more than they than in the required shear, all because that this is the achilah de rice that we still have this manazet. So let's look at some of the psukim and we'll see what the chiv is. So if you look in uh, in Parshas Boy, in Parakid Base Pasu Yerches, it says Ba'erev Toichlu Matzos that there's a mitzvah sase to eat matzos in the evening of Pesach. Now, if, if you live in Chutzlaret, you would eat this for two nights. We have two sedarim, so the two sedarim you have a mitzvah of eating matzah. First night is Daraisa, Ba'erev Toichlu Matzos. The second night is only Darabanan Mishum Sveka Diyaima. That's one pasuk. If you look back a little earlier in on pasuk, pasuk Tezvav, it says <clears throat> Shivas Yamu So seven days you should eat matzos. So I would think that this means there's a chiv to eat for seven days. It comes along the Gemara Psachim that the seven days of matzos is just, is just rishos. It's just optional. If you want to wash, let's say you're washing Misham Sudas Yantiv, or in general you want to wash and Chalamoid, then you should be eating matzah. You cannot eat you cannot eat chametz, but you do not have a specific obligation to eat matzah. However, there were uh, several of the Rishonim quoted in the Chuvas Harash and the the Vilna Goyin, in, in, from the later Achronim, they they held that not only is it just optional, but if someone does eat matzah. During the seven days of Pesach, you are Mekayim, you have a Kiyam mitzvah of Shiva Siyama Matzah Techelu, so many will be Makbid to eat Matzah throughout Pesach. On the other hand, there are those that, because of the concern, since Matzah is the only food that we eat on Pesach, that might be chametz, so they specifically did not eat any matzah unless they had to for the for washing, you know, for for the sudais. But many, especially in the Hasidic world, they would not eat matzah unless it was necessary for the meal. So, so because the truth is, let's say a person is being makved, you're 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 you know you call your rav, he tells you you need to get dry fruit with hashkacha, or I don't know, apple juice needs hashkacha for Pesach. If you looked in in halacha. It's a very small concern that there will be chametz there. I'm not telling you not to get it with hashkacha for Pesach. But typically, it's a small concern, maybe a, a concern for kidneys. However, when it comes to matzah, if things do not go as planned, you got chametz because you're using one of the five grains. We typically use wheat. That's the minog. If a person is, uh, lact- is, a, is a, uh, what do you call it, uh, gl- is gluten-free. So it depends. If you just don't like gluten, so a person should still try to eat wheat matzah the night of the Seder. If a person has uh, is intolerant to it, then definitely don't don't uh, don't put yourself at risk. You, pr- you could purchase the oat matzah; those are those are those are done well, and you could definitely be yaitza your your mitzvah with the oat matzah. But either way, with these five grains: oats, rye, spelt, barley, wheat. So they could become chametz. That's the type of grain that you need for matzah. So anytime you're making matzah, you're taking a risk that this, if this goes wrong, this might be chametz. So therefore, many are makbid not to eat matzah throughout the entire Pesach, unless they are mechoyev to. But on the other hand, you have this other idea that anytime you're eating matzah, according to the Gra, you're mekayim, this mitzvah of shivas yamim uh, matzah is Okay, so if you look at a 
you know, at a grocery store at your matzah ordering list, you're going to see there's various different types. You have shmura, you have handmade shmura, you know, 18 minutes, different prices. So what exactly are these different, uh, you know, it's like going to vote. What exactly does it mean when it says matzah, shmura matzah? Do I need shmura matzah? So where does this come from? So the Pasuk in St. Saint, Saint Patrick's boy, this is Pasuk in Zion, it says, you should guard the matzah. So most most uh, understand, you know, everyone understands that this is referring to Be'erev Teichel Matzah. It's talking about the matzah that you eat by the Seder. So you need this special Shmira, Ushmartim Esa Matzahs, for the matzah that you eat by the Seder. What does this Shmira mean? So the place can discuss that there are two two conflicting ideas here. Not conflicting, but two different ideas. One idea is a Shmira. They need to guard it from it becoming Hametz. That would be the typical understanding. So, ushmarta, make sure it doesn't become chametz. So that's, you know, like a hashkacha. Make sure you're there, then that, there's no chametz there. Then there's another concept of shmira, means lishma, that it has to be lishma, it has to be made l'shem matzah mitzvah. So that's machlikas, the ra'ah, and the other rishanim. We will get back to it in a moment. So when does the matzah need to, when does the matzah need to be guarded? You know, for, from, from what point? So if you look in the Rishonim, the Rif says it has to be guarded Mishas Katsira from the time of harvesting. And why is that? Because once you harvest it, so the grains could have some some natural moisture or has some rain on it. So the way you store grain is you dry it out first. And once you dry it out, you store it. The problem is once I dry it out from its natural moisture, and then let's say it would rain on this on the wheat, so that would make everything chametz. So therefore, there's a there's a need, a requirement to guard it from the time that I harvested. That's the shito of the rift, and this is called shmura mishas katsira from the time of, of harvesting. There's a, uh, a a lower level requirement which we call shmura mishas tchina, guarding from the time of tchina of grinding it. This is the opinion of the rush. The rush says that the only time I need to start guarding it is when water is introduced. And in those days, they used to use a water mill. So that was the time where water would typically be introduced. It's called trina, uh, by, by the time of grinding. So according to the rush, one has to guard it, mishas trina, from the time of grinding. Look at that. They say, let's say a water mill is not being used, and it is milled dry. So the only time you would have to start guarding it, according to the rush, would be shmura mishas lisha, from the time of kneading it. When you add the water, that's when you would have to start guarding your matzah. So there's three different levels. There's Shmura Mishas Ketzira, Shmura Mishas Tchina, and Shmura Mishas Lisha from the time of kneading it. So according to the Shulchan Aruch, one should, and according to most of the Achorinim, one should be machmer, lechatchila, like the riff. And for the Shmura Matzah you're going to eat by your Seder, you should get something that's Shmura Mishas Ketzira, Shmura from the time of harvesting it. There is a discussion in the in the Achorinim going through, you know, rayas back and forth. We won't get into it. One of the rayas, interesting ra- proofs, is the fact that Klyasrol had matzah in the Midbar, and they did not harvest it themselves. They bought it from merchants, according to the Medrash. So that sounds like you don't need Shmura Mishas Katsira. There's different uh, proofs back and forth. We won't, uh, you know, d- discuss it today. Perhaps a different time would be more appropriate. Okay, so now it comes along to the Mishabur, and the Mishabur says that the truth is that it used to be, at some point, you were able to go to the market, purchase flour, 
that was already, you know, ground up, Tchina. And then, you, as long as you guard it, Mishas Lisha, you get the lowest level of, of, uh, of Shmura. However, he says today, there's two ways that they soak it. Either it's literally soaked in water, and that would be chametz, Or he says that they would spray it. And he says spraying it would be a suffix of chametz if they spray the, uh, the, the wheat to get, to get rid of the chaff. So that would be a suffix of chametz, which is similar to what they do today in our world when it comes to wheat flour. They are tempered. They temper the grains, and there is some water added in the process. The poiskim that that uh, did research on the grains felt that at most it would be a suffix chametz. So your wheat flour is a suffix chametz. An example would be, let's say a person doesn't want, doesn't sell chametz. His minute is that they don't sell chametz. Chametz gummer, so flour, wheat flour is probably not chametz gummer. It's a suffix if it's chametz, but it's not considered chametz gummer. There are other grains that are, that are not chametz, meaning they are not process yet. The chametz only works when you add water, once, once water is added. So rye flour, spelt flour, barley flour, there's typically no water in the process. So if you don't add water to it, you just have it in a bag, so you could definitely sell it, or perhaps you don't even need to sell it because it is not chametz at that point. So therefore, the mitzvah has changed today. A person cannot purchase flour. You just you can't just go buy flour and say, "Okay, I'm going to make I'm going to make matzah out of my flour now." You would need to at least have guarding mishas tchina from the time of grinding it to make sure that there is no water added to the process. Now, halacha lemaisa, according to the shulchan aruch and according to most of the other rishonim achronim, a person should lechatchila get shmur mishas katsira. If a person doesn't have that option, so you could be yoytzak with shmur mishas tchina. And the Bir Halacha says you can even make a bracha, alachilas matzah, on Shmur Mishas Tachina. How does that play out? So in our world, our market, what 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 we call, or what the companies call Shmur Matzah, that means the, the highest level. Shmur Mishas Katsira. So when you look at, at a box of matzah, it says Shmura, that means it was guarded from the time of harvesting. Let's say it does not say Shmura. So that means that they only started guarding it at the time of Trina, at the time of grinding it. When they did the Trina, they did a L'shem Mitzvah, and it was, uh, you know, there were, there were Yidin watching it. So that is the lower level of Shmura. But it comes out that any matzah that's produced today, any commercially available matzah, is at least shmur mishas tachina, and therefore, if that's what person that's what a person has, so you you technically are yoitza your mitzvah of achilas matzah, and it has the proper uh, shmura lechatchila. So if a person has the ability to spend a few extra dollars, you should definitely buy the shmur matzah because that is shmur mishas tzira. Person stuck. That's all you have. That you do not have shmur matzah. So, since our matzah is pshutos, that we call it, that they're not really called shmura, but they're still shmura, mishas, tachina, and, and uh, if a person needs, you can rely on the rush, that that is enough for the kim ha-mitzvah of, of shmura. Now, in practice, how does one fulfill shmura, shmira? How, how is it being watched? So, we mentioned briefly, we'll, we'll get to this again, that there is a machlekes that the shmura means guarding it to make sure it doesn't become chametz, like your classic hamashkiach timidi, making sure that it doesn't get wet, and you're just watching the process. And then there's a second level, which the Rishonim say shmura means to actually make it lishma. The same way I have to make tefillin has to be lishma, l'shem tefillin, l'shem kedushas tefillin. So too, the, the, uh, or tzitzis, so too when it comes to matzah, it has to be made lishma. In practice, 
So the first two steps of the process, the harvesting and the grinding, for most companies, they'll rely that all we need is a mashiach, that they won't actually have the, the you know, Yisrael grinding it with his hand or uh, harvesting it with his hand. They'll rely that the mashkech is there. Additionally, to be extra careful, they'll have him turn on the machine. Maybe that works as lishma, but they will not have... Uh, a, a, a yid, a Yisrael, actually grinding it himself or actually harvesting it. They'll rely either on the ra'ah, that all you need is a mashkiach, and they're going to rely on another discussion if a uh, if turning on the machine, if that works as as lishma. So, Mir Tashem, tomorrow we'll continue this discussion. We'll get into the question of, do I need shmura matzah for the entire... Yantif, is there any reason? And this question comes up about matzah meal. There are many that are makbit to only have shmura matzah meal. So I married into the Roberts family, Weinberg Roberts family. So in the Roberts family, there's a famous saying that the shmura matzah meal is called gunpowder. So I don't know where that came from. But is one obligated to only have shmura matzah meal? Where does that come from? And we'll discuss handmade matzah versus machine matzah and different... uh, uh, ramifications of that Shiloh, Lashma, not Lashma, as we continue the discussion of your Seder menu.